I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. From Decrypt.co, this is the Decrypt Daily, and my name is Matthew Aaron. Today on the show, Bitcoin Cash hard fork, what you need to know. Cred goes bankrupt and FTX still holding on to your election bets because Trump still hasn't conceded. Coming up on the Decrypt Daily. What's up, everybody? Today is Monday, November 9th, 2020, and it's been a while since I have checked crypto prices as much as I have been doing over the weekend. I hope you guys had a good weekend, but for me, it was every five minutes, pull out the phone and see where Bitcoin's going. Bitcoin brushing up against $16,000 again this weekend, dropping down below $15,000. We're sitting kind of pretty right now, and everybody is speculating on what the Bitcoin price will do. I'll get into that in a minute. But first, let's see where those prices are right now. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. And I'm recording this at 2.20 Eastern Standard Time. Bitcoin is sitting at $15,301.50 down 0.8% from last Friday, but that is only down $122, still well over $15,000. Ethereum up $3 at 444.74. Litecoin, 59.24, down 2.5%. Chainlink up 7%, sitting at $12.64. And XRP, 25 cents even, down 2.5%. Total market cap for all of cryptocurrency is, I don't know because I closed that tab, that is stupid. Ah, here it is, $442.1 billion with a BTC dominance of 64.4%. Bitcoin hype and Bitcoin speculation for the price is going crazy all over the internet. Pomp is calling for $90,000, $100,000 Bitcoin buy. 2021, which is a very bullish statement. Pop has always been bullish. I think it's a little bit high. I mean, Bitcoin could definitely hit $100,000. Let's not doubt that. I mean, we've seen it go from $1,000 all the way up to $20,000, which is a 20x gain. Could it do it at $20,000 to another 20x gain? We're talking about $400,000. So $100,000 that Pomp says is not out of the realm of possibility, but there are more conservative estimates out there. Jason Dane, a Bitcoin analyst at Quantum Economics, told Decrypt that Bitcoin has actually suffered from being undervalued for a long time. He said $20,000 Bitcoin is realistic and, in my view, a quite likely outcome, possibly even within the next six months. I want to say I personally tend to agree. And what else is bullish is that we're seeing more and more financial, traditional financial people come into the space to promote Bitcoin as a store of value. As Stan Druckenmiller said today, explaining that Bitcoin is a great investment tool, a great store of value, saying that it's more liquid, more fungible than gold, comparing it to gold, that is bullish. And going through my memory over this week, and I remember flipping through a tweet, and I can't remember who said it. I wish I did. I I tried to search for it, but I can't. But the tweet said that by the end of this bull run, all financial institutions will hold Bitcoin. And it was from somebody, and I can't remember who, but it was credible. I was like, wow, that's a big statement from this person. 
at the end of the day, are we going to have $100,000 Bitcoin, $400,000 Bitcoin, or even $20,000 Bitcoin? Who knows? But just remember this. Bitcoin is sitting over $15,000. That's the highest it's been since early, and I mean early, 2018. My buddy, the crypto curator, posted on his Twitter the other day and asked a simple question. Is price indicative of mass adoption? And my opinion is that without high prices, you won't have mass adoption. Remember, only 21 million Bitcoin out there. If everybody got a little bit of Bitcoin, the price would be astronomical. Because how can you divide 21 million Bitcoin into 7 plus billion people? So you need high prices to see Bitcoin be integrated in the financial world, to be integrated in day-to-day life, and to create a new form of finance. Therefore, higher prices means more use out of Bitcoin. So, regardless if you're in it for investing, if you're in it for the tech, or if you're in it for the ideology, a higher price Bitcoin means that whatever your ideology is for being involved with this space, it means that Bitcoin is succeeding. In our first story today, Bitcoin Cash hard fork, what you need to know. And Bitcoin Cash is set for a network upgrade on November 15th, 2020. So what's coming in this fork? A difficulty adjustment algorithm or DAA. The primary motivation for this replacement algorithm is to put an end to variations in Bitcoin Cash's difficulty and hash rate. The second thing is the Coinbase rule. Now, this is not talking about the exchange This refers to a specific part of a newly minted block. It will require 8% of all block rewards to be sent to a specific Bitcoin Cash address, one controlled by Bitcoin ABC developers. And the third thing coming in this hard fork is automatic reply protection. This is designed to cause full validating nodes that do not upgrade to separate themselves from the main network after the next upgrade happens on May 15th, 2021. Now, if you remember, I said 8% of mining rewards goes to a developer's fund. Now, this is causing some controversy. Bitcoin Jesus, Roger Veer, said, Diverting part of the Bitcoin Cash block reward to pay for a single development team is a Soviet-style centralized planner's dream come true. Please stop, he said, end quote. So far, 82% of miners have reportedly expressed opposition to the ABC team's proposal. Hey, listeners, I have a quick question. Did you bet on the Trump-Biden presidential race? Well, if you did so on FTX exchange, you're not getting your money until that hands on the Bible in front of the Capitol and Biden's getting sworn in. Why? Because everything is still up in the air and the people who bet Trump don't want to give up those funds quite yet until everything is settled and Trump concedes. Here to talk about it is Matthew DeSalvo, writer from Decrypt. Thanks for having me on again. I, I missed you. I missed you. And when, <laughs> and when I was reading your article that just came out yesterday about FTX exchange, let's Trump trolls hold on to U.S. election bets until February. I'm like, what is going on? Can you tell us one about FTX exchanges bets on the presidency and what's going on with holding the bets? Uh, FTX, a, a crypto exchange, allowed people to bet on the election, the presidential election. Um, I'm sure you've noticed that Trump is um, saying that the result isn't was a <laughs> was a fraud, um, and he's demanding a recount. 
This has led to the people who bet on Trump in the first place to claim that the result of the election is not over yet. And they hassled the FTX team so much. FTX actually said, all right, well, we'll wait until next year when the new president steps into the White House. If it is Trump, then you won't have to do the big, you won't have to pay out. So basically FTX is holding off for a while um, just because of all the pressure they've received from um, Trump supporters or people that bet on Trump. That's interesting because you also released an article the same day, I'm sorry, the day before that on November 7th, uh, that the Associated Press logs Joe Biden win on the blockchain. So I'm, I'm confused. The Associated Press is basically the gold standard for the United States to see who won the election. We're talking about NPR, uh, the New York Times. They're all using the Associated Press as their standard of validating this election. And then the Associated Press then logs it on the blockchain. Can you tell me, one, about uh, the Associated Press logging on the blockchain? And two, if it, the Associated Press says Biden won, what's what's the deal? The Associated Press is, is the go-to uh, standard for news. Um, and they said that, you know, Biden won the Electoral college, uh, college. They logged it on a blockchain encyclopedia, Everipedia, and basically put the result clear in the blockchain. So unless that changes in the future, unless... Um, the lawsuits that Trump wants to push for find out that there was uh, it was a fraud. They'll they'll have to they'll they'll change it. But for now, I think um, it's pretty clear uh, Trump has won the uh, U.S. presidential election. Uh, Biden has won the U.S. presidential election. Wait, it, it, no, your, your confusion is our confusion, sir. Don't yeah. worry. <laughs> it, it apparently it is universal, sir. Thank you very much for writing these two articles, and thank you for coming on the show. And uh, well, I good luck to everybody that's trying to get their payouts from one way or the other of the presidential election. Thanks for having me on again, Matt. I always love these stories. Another mysterious Satoshi era Bitcoin move. 20 wallets moved a total of 1,000 Bitcoin worth $15.5 million to a single address. You remember back in the day when they had like the Bitcoin faucets and it would just drop you a 50 Bitcoin? <laughs> well, apparently they were sitting in 20 different wallets. Well, whoever's holding those wallets just moved it to one address. And the next day, the same thing happened. 20 wallets holding 1,000 Bitcoin moved to a single address. Total of the awakened Bitcoin is $32.6 million. And the other cool thing is, whoever has this Bitcoin more than likely was talking to Satoshi themselves because there's no other way that this Bitcoin could have got gotten without knowing Satoshi directly. The Satoshi mystery continues. You know, one of the biggest things for Bitcoin hodlers is making interest off of your Bitcoin. If you take your Bitcoin and you put it in some place that you can get a great amount of interest, 7, 10, 12%. Well, one of the OGs of that whole system just went bankrupt. Cred. And here to talk about it is Decrypt Media's staff writer, Adriana Hamaker. Hey, I'm doing fine. Thanks for having me back. Thanks for coming back. Look, you wrote an article today. Cred is first big Bitcoin intermediary to file for bankruptcy in the United States. This is big. Can you please summarize and tell us about this event? Yeah, it's pretty important. Um, so 
they're filing for bankruptcy. Um, Cred is a cryptocurrency lending company. But the thing is, there's a load of customer funds which are in doubt at the moment as to when they're, when they're going to get them back. Um, but the, the key thing about this, I think, is as Caitlin Long pointed out, Cred is the first big crypto intermediary to file for bankruptcy in the US. Um, I mean, we've had Mount Gox in Japan, we've had Quadriga in Canada, but in the US, I mean, this is quite a big deal. Um, and the, where they filed is in Delaware, which is suffering from a distinct lack of crypto re- legislation, which Caitlin Long believes could make for very long drawn out proceedings, unlike somewhere like Wyoming, which has, you know, passed all these this fantastic legislation that she's championing. But it would be interesting, nonetheless, um, and force Delaware to legislate on this, perhaps, who knows? So the crux of this is that they were not able to do what they said they were going to do when it came to managing crypto funds for crypto lending. And there's a lot of people that were staking or using their service as a custodial service that now doesn't have their funds. Am I correct with this? Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it provides... Cred provides interest on crypto deposits and loans backed by crypto collateral. They serve customers in something like 190 countries and they offer interest rates of up to 10% um, on something like Bitcoin. So, you know, obviously it's been quite attractive for people, um, especially recently crypto lending has been something of a boom. But it's a, it's a lesson, um, Caitlin Long believes, in perhaps not looking at something, not taking something at face value, um, because she pointed out that there are very few checks on such platforms which employ Bitcoin. She said the zero transparency or, or counterparty credit risk um, analysis available for um, Bitcoin lenders. Um, and so they're able to kind of hide possibly behind a veneer of, of you know, we've had a hack or it's a fraud or something like that. I'm not saying they've done anything wrong. You know, she basically said more more vigilance is, is needed for the industry um, not to come under undue scrutiny. Mm. Mm. Adriana, thank you very much for coming on and summarizing this event that just is going to be ongoing. I know you're going to be reporting more about this. For me, it looks like, hey, if you're offering 10% on Bitcoin lending uh, in interest of Bitcoin, it sounds too good to be true. And let's just hope that these other lending services do not fall victim to the same fate. Thank you very much for coming on the show. Thank you. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of the Decrypt Daily. My name is Matthew Aaron. Remember, we have a Facebook group and a Facebook page where I put on the videos of the interviews that I have on the show there. So if you prefer to watch and see who these people are, then feel free to go onto our Facebook page, join up, and you will be able to see the videos of this. I also post the links to all of the stories that we have on the show and much more. So go to our Facebook page and like it and join our group. And remember, wherever you listen to this, make sure you're subscribed like, share, and leave us great comments so people can find us during this crypto bull. I'll see you tomorrow, everyone. Happy hodling.